Good evening. You're turning into Blast Into the Past podcast. I'm Dylan and Mac alongside James and Madeline joining me on tonight's show. Tonight's topic, we'll discuss the events of Pearl Harbor and go into detail on why and what and then of this tragic event. Stay tuned and find out what happens next after this short break. We're going to get straight to tonight's topic. As I said before the break, was Pearl Harbor. James, where shall we start? At first, the Japanese hoped to negotiate their way out of the American economic embargo. But the Americans' unwavering opposition to Japanese foreign policy convinced the Japanese leadership that further negotiation would be fruitless. They decided instead to deliver a knockout blow to the U.S. Pacific Fleet with a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor, which would, they calculated, give Japan two years of unchallenged supremacy in the Pacific and a window in which they could conquer the oil-rich Dutch East Indies today, which is Indonesia, and the rubber plantations of Malaya. This, in turn, would give Japan enough resources to fight on once the U.S. rebuilt fight on once the U.S. rebuilt its Pacific fleet. Ah, I see. Did the Japanese have any permission not to get the resources from the U.S.? Well, this the, the U.S. actually prevented the Japanese from trading resources with them, and they had a restriction on doing business with Japan and Japanese assets in Any information on why the U.S. failed to hold off the attack on Pearl Harbor? Sure, the Japanese could call off the attack, right, and prevent this from happening. Well, the odds were steep, to say the least. The plan required bringing a huge aircraft carrier battle fleet er, comprised of six carriers, two battleships, and 48 combat and support vessels, including cruisers, destroyers, submarines, and tankers. 4,000 miles from the northeast coast of Japan to Pacific waters north of Hawaii in complete radio silence, a feat akin to smuggling an elephant through airport security. Ships in the attack fleet couldn't communicate with home base, meaning there was no way to call off the attack without exposing their position. Hmm, but is that all that they wanted to attack for? No, they also wanted to attack to expand their reign over the world, including their reign over China, which they already owned two main cities in China. Thank you so much, James. All right, now we're going to go on to uh, the one I'm interviewing next, Madeline. So about the attack, how come the Japanese didn't use a submarine to quietly hit Pearl Harbor? First off, in order to truly understand why they chose to do Uh, aerial attack you have to understand the land around Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor itself is an island surrounded by very like 
high sand banks, which results in any ship, has to result in use of specialty ships to be able to uh, port there. Um, we have uh, specialty ships made to be able to sail around that island um, in a protective uh, manner. The Japanese did not have that, and so with moving all of our stuff more inland, um, it really gave it a protection against submarines. One thing, yeah, that's all for that question. Um, mm, okay, so how come Kimmel and his fleet decide to go on a shore and leave the guard, uh, not guard the port? There was a guarding the uh, island itself. But one thing that is needed to be known is that um, the movement of all of our ships to Pearl Harbor, because not what was there wasn't always there. We had a lot more fleets there than usual. Um, the president at the time, I don't remember his name, but um, he believed that we would be attacked. And so he began to move our fleets out to the farthest um, naval port that we have, um, which is Pearl Harbor, and kind of set us up for an attack, but also wanted to hopefully pressure the Japanese into attacking us first, so then we could um, attack them, because he wanted us to go off and join World War II to defeat um, the Axis powers, but he ran off of, I'm not joining the war, if we do join they have to attack us first. And so in many ways he was taunting uh, the Axis powers, um, but it was never truly his intention for it to be as bad as it was. Oh, okay, thank you. All right, and this last question I'm gonna ask you is uh, how come the message from Marshall is written as a telegram and not telephoned? We're not there yet. I gotta go through my spiel first for that to make sense. Well, anyway, so what he's talking about is um, well, you have to backtrack kind of a bit to, like, a week before the attack actually take place. So, in charge of the port were two guys, um, Admiral Husband E. Kimmel, who was in charge of the Navy, and Lieutenant General Walker C. Short, who was in charge of the Army side of that. They were warned from their, um, superiors in Washington about the possibility of an attack. Kimmel, who is in charge of the Navy, uh, decided decided to move um, his ships inward and kind of just line them up side by side in the port itself to protect it from submarines. Short, who uh, was ordered by his... Um, higher-ups to execute an appropriate defensive deployment which basically in his mind meant lined up all of our planes in single fire aisle on uh, some fields so short's idea with this was that it would help to prevent a anti it would be like an anti-sabotage uh plan he gave also gave orders that five of our mobile radios 
radar sets to be operated from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m., which is what he believed to be the most likely time for attack. He was actually off by about 55 minutes as the attack took place um, at 7.55 a.m. Radar at the time was in its infancy. Um, so while they were um, just looking at stuff, there was no true evidence that they would be attacked. Uh, no evidence that uh, Kimmel Short, Short knew, knew no real evidence that anyone in Washington knew. Um, early Sunday morning, the day of the attack, Washington intercepted a transmission from Japan to their ambassadors that instructed them to ask for an audience with the Secretary of State at 1 o'clock p.m., which would be 7.30 a.m. Pearl Harbor time. And after it was decoded, which took took a, quite a while, it was rushed to the War Department between 9 and 10 a.m. Um, Washington time. Uh, General George C. Marshall, who was at the time the U.S. Army Chief of Staff, did not see the dispatch until 11.15. He, oh, I don't remember if it was him or a, uh, his higher-up. They, one of them was actually out horseback riding that day and got in late. Don't go horseback riding, kids. Otherwise, you could cause a massive disaster. So... Um, <laughs> wow, we are a mess today, aren't we? So his boss, so Marshall's boss, decided that <clears throat> our two guys in uh, at Pearl Harbor didn't require any further instructions, uh, but Marshall thought they did, and so he decided to uh, go against orders and send a telegram on down there. Uh, okay, that makes much more sense. Thank you so much. All right, so I'm going to go back to you, James, and uh, I want to know about the repercussions of the attack. And so his questions are, uh, one of them being, how many casualties were there and how many ships were sunk? So, Dante, there were 18 ships that were sunk and 2,400 people were killed. It is the most significant consequence but the most significant consequence of this happening was that the United States entered World War II. Yeah, we did play a bit, pretty big part. Mm, dang. Uh, even my grandfather passed in that attack. Mm. Anyways, so, I uh, see. And also, I heard that Japanese-American citizens were moved to designated camps. Is this true? Um, yes, virtually all Japanese Americans were forced to leave their homes and property and live in camps for most of the war, including the Japanese. Germany and Italy declared war against the United States. Okay, thank you so much. And now I'm going to go on to my last point. Okay, so... Yes.
companies were able to deliver a powerful global platform. But what they never truly expected was how quickly we would rise again. One thing that they seem to have forgotten is that no matter what happens, the American people have this incredible ability to just continue fighting. Um, we were a, we are a nation born out of a people's will to survive and to have the ability to thrive. That hasn't been forgotten in over 250 years. One thing the yes, X powers appear to have forgotten is that Americans hate the idea of being suppressed and being suppressed. No matter what happened, even if they were going to win, even if they did win, um, we would have risen again and we would have killed 